booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The UN's leading international climate scientists call the latest climate report nothing less than, quote, code red for humanity. President Biden there announcing a separate climate change initiative following his failed attempt to get a climate change package passed through Congress. A heat wave gripping the Big Apple. Weather officials are warning the heat index is expected to climb near 100 degrees. New York City's mayor vows to think outside the box to end the rash of gun violence plaguing New York City. The latest bloodshed killed a 14-year-old. AOC responds to critics poking fun at her for her fake handcuff pose, which went viral while being detained during an abortion protest outside the U.S. Supreme Court. More shark sightings result in one minor attack off Long Island's coast and additional beach closings. President Joe Biden announced new executive steps to combat climate change Wednesday, tapping FEMA monies to pay for it following his failed effort to get climate change passed in Congress, all part of his stalled reconciliation bill. Biden falling short of issuing a climate emergency declaration. I come here today with a message. As president, I have a responsibility to act with urgency and resolve when our nation faces clear and present danger. And that's what climate change is about. It is literally, not figuratively, a clear and present danger. Biden's announcement comes in the aftermath of West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin not supporting the president's reconciliation bill. He said the funding would go to expanding flood control, shoring up utilities, retrofitting buildings, and helping families pay for heating and cooling costs. The money comes from an existing federal emergency management agency budget and will be prioritized for disadvantaged communities, according to the White House and the president. 77 WABC weather alerts. Well, it's hot, hot, hot. And weather officials predict the mercury will continue to climb. The National Weather Service's heat index may hit 101 degrees today, 104 tomorrow. Folks like Long Island resident Kimberly Baez are taking advantage of things like community pools to try and beat the heat. I'm glad that we're able to come to the pool and actually cool down and do something with the kids. It brings not only family together, but friends as well. And it gives the kids and family something to do in such heat. The mercury climbed to 89 yesterday at Central Park, 94 out at JFK Airport, marking the start of what is forecast to be a historic heat wave here in New York City. Forecasters say high temperatures in the New York City metro region will remain above 90 or above 100 through at least Monday. New York City's Mayor Eric Adams vowing Wednesday to think outside the toolbox, along with other officials, mayors from across the country, to try and reduce gun violence. His remarks on ABC's Good Morning America came ahead of a meeting with mayors against illegal guns and a day after a targeted broad daylight shooting of two teens in East Harlem. 
Well, we have clearly identified that we're dealing with the same problem, a $9 billion industry that their profits are turning pain into our communities. And so we want to mobilize, strategize, learn from each other and see best practices. We were successful in decreasing uh, shootings and homicides in the city, uh, but we have a long way to go. At an afternoon press conference, the mayor cast partial blame on social media for an uptick in gun violence. He went on to compare companies that manufacture guns to ones that sell Cigarettes and in the latest spate of violence, two teen males shot one fatally in Harlem on Tuesday after they exited a deli at 128th Street near Park Avenue. A suspect on a scooter opened fire, fatally hitting the 14-year-old. A 15-year-old was last reported in stable condition after being hit by that gunfire in his leg. New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat from the Bronx, New York, responded to critics accusing her of pretending to be in handcuffs after she was detained during an abortion rights protest this week right outside the U.S. Supreme Court. Footage shows AOC keeping her hands behind her back as if she was in handcuffs, although she wasn't. At one point, she gave a fist pump. AOC is dismissing widespread criticism as Republicans' favorite hobby. She posted a video to her Instagram page. Republicans' favorite hobby is to make conspiracy theories out of everything to distract you and keep you from talking about what's actually important, which is the fact that they are trying to take away your right to bodily autonomy. If I was faking that, why would I intentionally fist pump somebody? Capitol Police arrested over 30 people at that abortion rights protest, including 17 members of Congress for obstruction, crowding, or incommoding. AOC's fellow squad member Ilhan Omar also detained. Well, shark sightings continue off Long Island's coast, causing closures and another minor attack. A 16-year-old surfer suffered a minor bite to his foot in the waters off Kismet Beach on Fire Island, according to police. Two more shark encounters reported on Long Island Wednesday. Stepped-up patrols remain. New York's Governor Hochul recently ordered even more patrols and stepped up hours for lifeguards. Our beaches are such an important part of our uh, attraction. You know, why people love living here, why they want to visit here, and we need to keep our beaches safe. On Tuesday, beaches in the Rockaways were shut down again after beachgoers spotted sharks in the water. Nobody hurt, though. From June 30th to July 13th, five people have suffered non-life-threatening injuries from shark attacks near Long Island beaches. These sightings blamed on things like warmer-than-normal waters. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today, the high 89, but the heat index value as high as 98. There's a 50% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms midday. Light winds to 14 miles per hour. The overnight low, 78. Sunny day tomorrow, the high 98. Light winds. And right now, 77 WABC time check. Five away already at 80 degrees. Clear skies here in the Big Apple. President Joe Biden Wednesday recalled how pollution in Delaware, his home state, gave him and several others skin cancer as he stopped short of declaring a national emergency on climate change during a major speech on the issue. Biden noted he grew up in Claymont, Delaware, which is the site of many oil refineries. The first frost, you had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't, for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. 
Biden had several non-melanoma skin cancers removed before he became president. In his speech addressing climate change, Biden blamed Republicans for styming, styming his uh, green agenda and hinted he may soon declare a national emergency on the issue. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia torpedoed the president's green agenda on Capitol Hill when he said he could not support billions of dollars in new climate spending while part of a larger economic package due to inflation and the national deficit. The federal investigation into the president's son, Hunter Biden's business activities nearing a critical juncture and charges are looming. Discussions recently have centered around possibly bringing charges that could include alleged tax violations. Sources say the probe has intensified in recent months, along with discussions among Delaware-based prosecutors, investigators running the probe, and officials at the U.S. Justice Department. Kentucky Representative James Comer talked about it on Newsmax. I said the investigation that I've led on the House Oversight Committee against Hunter Biden has been about like tracking a bleeding bear through a snowstorm. I mean, he's left all sorts of evidence along the way. Uh, The emails, the phone messages, the bank records, you know, there's no question that Hunter Biden has committed many crimes here. Despite the possible tax evasion charges, additional charges pending include making a false statement in connection with Biden's purchase of a firearm at a time when he would have been prohibited from doing so because of his acknowledged struggles with drug addiction. David Weiss, U.S. attorney in Delaware, is leading the investigation. It dates back to as early as 2018. Federal prosecutors Wednesday rested what they argue is a pretty straightforward contempt of Congress case against former Trump advisor Steve Bannon after calling just two witnesses. Bannon refused two subpoenas from the House committee investigating the January 6th riot. He called out Chair Benny Thompson and other members of the committee in a now viral video on Twitter. I challenge Benny Thompson today to have the courage to come to this courthouse. If he's going to charge somebody with a crime, he's going to be man enough to show up here or send somebody like Shifty Schiff or Fang Fang Swalwell or send Liz Cheney, send somebody in the committee that has the guts to come here and accuse somebody of a crime. The defense plans to present its case today before both sides present closing arguments and the jury begins deliberations. Meanwhile, the January 6th committee is set to hold a primetime hearing later today. Well, pro-lifers there outside the U.S. Supreme Court as Americans' approval of the U.S. Supreme Court has fallen yet again. This is according to a new poll that was released Wednesday. Just 38 percent of the country said it approves of the nation's highest court after it overturned Roe v. Wade, a dramatic shift in public opinion from just a year ago. The Marquette Law School poll found that 61 percent of respondents said they disapproved of the nine justices and 38 percent said they approved So just a year ago, back in July 2021, this Marquette poll showed 60 percent approval with 39 percent disapproving. And the survey also found a sharp increase in the share who view the court as conservative. Sixty seven percent describe it as either very or somewhat conservative, up from 56 percent in May. The Biden administration continues to assure that the southern border is secure. That despite record setting numbers of illegal crossings and the proliferation of the crisis over the last few months. 
DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas repeated that the southern border is secure, but made sure to clarify that it does not mean safe. The border is secure. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. That has been a historic challenge. So the claim about the border's safety comes as complaints from New York City and Washington, D.C., that the crisis is hitting home after Arizona and Texas started busing migrants to those cities. Crossings are at an all-time high with nearly one and three-quarter million crossings in fiscal year 2022. And figures show that 200,000 migrants pass through the southern border under the Biden administration every month for the last three months. Ukrainian First Lady Olena Zelenska addressed Congress on Wednesday, and she urged the United States to provide even more weapons for her country's fight for our shared values of human life, she said, on top of the billions in U.S. aid already allocated. I'm asking for something uh, now I would never want to ask. I'm asking for weapons, weapons that would not be used to wage a war on somebody else's land but to protect one's home and the right to wake up alive in that home. Zelenska met with Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Monday and President Joe Biden Tuesday. The Pentagon is sending four more rocket artillery launchers to Ukraine. Well, across the pond, Britain's conservative lawmakers have whittled the field of choices down to two candidates to replace embattled Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Rishi Sunak, a former chancellor, and Liz Truss, the foreign secretary, emerged as the two finalists, and they will now compete in the vote of the party's rank-and-file membership with the results to be announced in early September. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellick's here with a look at sports. Thank you, Dan. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. In for the great Sid Rosenberg. The 2022 ESPYs took place last night at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Every year, the event is meant to celebrate the best players, teams, and moments in the world of sports. A few of the big names that went home with hardware included Aaron Rodgers, took home the Best NFL Player Award. Uh, the event's host, Steph Curry, won Best NBA Player, and swimmer Katie Ledecky won Best Athlete in Women's Sports. It was Los Angeles Angels two-way superstar Shohei Otani who stole the evening, though, taking home both the Best MLB Player and Best Athlete in Men's Sports Awards. Here's what Shohei had to say following his victory in arguably the most notable category of the evening. Congratulations to my fellow nominee. It's an honor to be in the same category as all of you. You are the best at what you do. Thank you again. Have a wonderful everything and enjoy your after parties. All right, having a wonderful everything indeed. A couple of other notable winners on the night were Connor McDavid taking home best NHL player honors and the Golden State Warriors Clay Thompson running away with best comeback athlete. Actual on-the-field sports are back in action tonight as the Yankees are back on the diamond in Houston tonight for a couple of makeup games against the Astros. Actually, uh, game one is set for 1.10 p.m. Eastern, uh, and game two is currently pinned for 6.40 p.m. Eastern. Starting pitchers in both games are still TBD. As for the Mets, they'll get one more off day today before kicking off their second half of the season in Miami tomorrow night at 6.40 p.m. Eastern against the Marlins. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here are their early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, mostly sunny 
day today. The high is 89, but the heat index is 98, so it'll feel more like 100 degrees. 50% chance of a scattered shower or thunderstorm midday. Light winds 14 miles per hour. The overnight low, 78. Tomorrow's high is 90. Light winds to 11 miles per hour. Right now, 80 degrees. Clear skies here in the Big Apple. All right, Larry Dobbs with your business report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Stocks moving higher for a second straight day, building off yesterday's gains. The Dow Jones Industrials up 51 points. The S&P 500 up 23. The Nasdaq gained 184 points today. Technology and streamers leading the way. Amazon shares up nearly 4%. Meta stock up 4%. Netflix continued to climb up more than 6% in today's session. Meanwhile, Roku shares shot up more than 7%. Shares of semiconductor stocks higher. The Senate passed a bill approving $50 billion of subsidies to bolster the chip makers. NVIDIA stock up 5%, Qualcomm shares up nearly 3%. Two pandemic darlings surging today. Snap Inc. shares were up 9.5% ahead of tomorrow's earnings call. Teladoc Health stock up 5%. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep what? listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Futures in the red this morning. The Dow down 97 points at 31,756. S&P 500 down 10 and a half. The Nasdaq dropped 26 and a quarter. Gold down $18.90 at $1,681.30. As for crude oil, down $4, 12 cents a barrel. Below $100 a barrel this morning at $95.77. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A former President Donald Trump and his family paying their final respects to Ivana Trump yesterday as we hear from 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Onlookers sweltering in the heat outside St. Vincent's Herrera Church on the Upper East Side, where former President Trump paid respects at a funeral service to his first wife, Ivana. He and his current wife, Melania Trump, joining his three eldest children at the funeral mass. I feel sorry for her children because it's hard to lose a mother. And it was so sudden and um, shocking, I'm sure, for them. Being um, raised in communist Czechoslovakia to the successful American businesswoman she was, I think that's a great accomplishment. Um, you know, sorry for, you know, the loss of such a silent powerhouse in the Trump family. The 73-year-old died last week at our Manhattan home. Authorities say the death was an accident due to a fall. On the Upper East Side, I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. New York City's mayor says that busloads of asylum seekers are being sent to the city from border states and are overwhelming the city's shelter system. And the mayor demanding federal funding. This is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, We already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. So the mayor now asking for federal resources to assist with this huge influx of more than 2,800 people into the New York City shelter system. The mayor says the city is working with the feds in an effort to provide support and resources here in the city. Well, three people were shot in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn yesterday morning in what cops think is a targeted gang attack in which victims knew the gunman. 
The shooter pulled up in a black SUV and along with two other men opened fire near a pizza shop. Worker Victor Valentin was left shaken. He told PIX11. We usually close at 9, and now they got to go home now because nobody's allowed inside. The victims, all males in their 30s, were rushed to an area hospital. This was the second shooting with multiple victims in Brownsville just this week. On Sunday, four people were shot, including a 16-year-old boy who was struck in the head, according to police. The NYPD Wednesday released surveillance video of the shooting, and we'll be posting that to our website as police search for suspects. So far, no arrests have been made in either shooting as of this morning. Well, quite a time for a 52-year-old off-duty NYPD cop who was working security at a midtown Dwayne Reed. He was slashed by an alleged female homeless shoplifter that he confronted. Police say the cop witnessed this suspect, 33-year-old Dominique Lax, in the act as she allegedly pilfered items from the drugstore at 8th Avenue near uh, 44th Street just after midnight. The officer ended up being taken to Bellevue Hospital to uh, be treated for a deep cut to his shoulder. And Lax was arrested, now facing a slew of charges, including robbery, reckless endangerment, obstruction of governmental administration, petty larceny, and more. There has been a rash of thefts at drugstores as well. More than 60 Rite Aids have shuttered due to this pilfering. A 31-year-old man was shot to death on the Brooklyn set of law and order organized crime. And now cops say he may have been dealing marijuana out of his vehicle, according to three senior law enforcement sources. This guy's named Johnny Pizarro, sitting in his vehicle on North Henry Street in Greenpoint about 5.15 a.m. when cops say somebody abruptly opened the door of his red sedan, fired a gun, fatally striking him. Neighbors in that area were stunned at what happened. Here's Betty Gifford as she spoke to CBS2. No, for real? That's what my daughter said. She said, Mom, there was a shooting. I said, no, that it's a film. She said, okay, everything's okay as far as I know. But I guess it's not. Bizarro shot and killed early Tuesday. And investigators do say that a stash of marijuana was found in a cooler inside of his vehicle and that Bizarro may have shared information about his location online. Pizarro was a father of six, hired as an outside agent to clear and save parking spaces for trucks associated with the show. So far, no arrests have been made. A group of September 11th victims' family members who have long accused Saudi Arabia of aiding the terrorists who carried out the attacks are now condemning former President Donald Trump for hosting a Saudi-backed LIV Gulf tour at his Bedminster, New Jersey course. That is planned for later this month. Brett Eagleson is president of 9-11 Justice and the son of a World Trade Center attack victim. He says the group has filed a federal lawsuit accusing Saudi Arabia of being complicit in the 9-11 attacks that killed nearly 3,000 people on September 11th, 2001. The suit also seeks the release of classified FBI documents related to the Saudis' role in these attacks. During his presidency, Trump maintained a strong relationship with Saudi Arabia, despite the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, if we broke with them, I think your oil prices would go through the roof. I've kept them down. They've helped me keep them down. Right now we have low oil prices, or relatively, I'd like to see it go down even lower. Lower, But I think that it's a very simple equation for me. I'm about make America great again, and I'm about America first. 
The Saudis have denied involvement in the attacks. Meanwhile, no response from the Trump camp as to the criticism of that event planned for later this month. Well, the FDNY to the rescue. An FDNY Marine unit ended up rescuing a two-year-old pit bull mix thrown off a bridge and right into the Harlem River Tuesday. Marine Four, led by Lieutenant Salvatore Sodano, saw a civilian clinging to this dog from shore, attempting to keep it afloat. And members from Marine Four were able to bring the dog on board the vessel and take him to shore. And the NYPD's Animal Cruelty Investigation Squad now probing this along with the ASPCA, all investigating into how this 62-pound dog ended up in the Harlem River. Animal Care Centers is now caring for this dog, which has been named Aquaman. And some firefighters even thinking about adopting Aquaman now. And you can take a look at pictures of all this on our Twitter page at 77 WABC Radio. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today, the high 89, the heat index at 98. There is a 50% chance of a scattered shower or thunderstorm midday. Light winds to 14 miles per hour. The overnight low, 78. Tomorrow's high, 90. Sunshine, winds to 11 miles per hour. Right now, 80 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, as recruiters struggle, the Air Force is seeking a lift from the movie Top Gun Maverick. Jacqueline Carl has a story. Turns out the movie Top Gun Maverick didn't just boost the careers of the film's stars. Air Force recruiters took boxes of free mugs and lanyards and hit the theaters for the premiere, this hoping to get a boost for enlistments. Seems they're having trouble finding people to join who can meet all the requirements. Recruiters looking to catch a ride on the movie's success, offering bigger bonuses and other incentives to those who sign up. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.